the season, you kind of get into a flow of like, okay, every game's on Sunday, you kind of recap on Monday, and you go through your process. Wednesday, it's back to start over. Mm-hmm. Practice is starting. You kind of go from there. Um, but in the off season, you have these tentpole events. You have free agency, then you have draft. As draft is happening, you're planning for schedule release, which is like the Super Bowl for social teams. And then there's also, you know, the approval processes with sponsors and different things like that. So it's, it's a crazy time for sure. Welcome to Season 2 of the Inspire Podcast, presented by Atrium Health. This is a podcast series for Panthers fans, where we highlight admirable women from across the Carolinas as they share stories and lessons from their lives and careers. And today's guest is not only someone that I admire a lot, but she is my friend, Angela Denohian, the Senior Social Manager for the Panthers, which means at the age of just 27, she runs the entire Panthers social media department, which is famous in the world of sports for just its all-out creativity. Um, And Ange, I am so excited to have you here. Even just reading that is pretty incredible because I remember I was so excited to meet you and Amy, when I started working mm-hmm. here, who used to run the department, yeah. I was like, they are superstars. So if you work in sports, you know about the Panthers social department. And I just thought you were a, a superstar. I was like, who are the brains behind this operation? And you're one of them. And now you run the whole thing. I know. That intro is kind of crazy because you tell me this all the time. I'm like, thanks, KB. Thanks. But then hearing that, I'm like, oh, KB. It's the truth. <laughs> Has it even hit you now that you are, because as of earlier this year, you are now the head yeah. Of Panther Social. You've hired people. You have a team that you work with. It's just crazy, right? It's yeah. Like I have a whole team, and I'm excited, and we're hiring, so we're growing. Um, it hit me a little bit this weekend because I finally had some time to just not do anything, right? Which is really weird. Which is very rare in And I world. felt awkward. I'm like, God, I need to be doing something. Like, what, what's today? Like, what can we be doing? And let's just stop. Like, it's okay. Yeah. It's totally fine. Yeah. You know, nobody's going to miss one tweet or one Instagram. <laughs> It'll be okay. Um, but it did it. I like, I was sitting there this week and I was like, wow, like I'm really doing everything that I said I was going to do or that I really wanted to do. And it's kind of crazy because it's like, like I'm living in it and I'm doing it and I enjoy it. It's crazy chaotic at times. Mm -hmm. Like when it, when it kind of first happened, I was first able to move up into that position. I didn't really think about it because there was just so much to do. Right. And it was like a crazy time. The season had just ended. There was still so much to do. You have the off season, which people think is home and you don't have you know isn't it funny when people say like oh I, you know you probably don't have much going on yeah. in the off season like you're gonna take so much time off right I'm like you have no idea no <laughs> might even be busier sometimes in terms of starting creative projects yeah than I think the season is I think it is because our projects are so much bigger right yeah like when you're in the season you kind of get into a flow of like okay you have your games on Sunday you kind of recap on Monday and you go through your process Wednesday it's back start over mm-hmm. practice is starting you kind of go from there um, but in the off season, you have these tentpole events. You have free agency, which is like you're on twenty four seven for the entire month. Um, and it, and it takes. I just want to say for all of the tentpole events that you're about to list, mm-hmm. the planning starts months in advance. Yes. So there's the actual free agency, which takes. You know, guys can be coming in for two three weeks. Yeah. And we put together an entire. Uh, we call it a car wash, mm-hmm. um, entire list of events for them to come in and do when they're here. Yeah. Um, but the planning starts, I just want to make sure everyone knows that the planning starts months in advance for each of the events that you're about to mention. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times fans will see like, oh, you did X, Y, and Z for this player that came in. That's awesome. How'd you guys know that? And it's like, you know, we kind of follow the tweets like fans do, which is crazy. But then we kind of have to go through and scrub these guys social and say, like, what are they interested in? What do they like? What are they kind of known for? What's their brand in a way? And so 
I think because we pay so much attention to that is what helps our content because it oh, kind yeah. of tailors it exactly to the guy. And that's something I'm really proud of. Um, but yeah, we have free agency. Then you have draft, which is you're planning draft while free agency is happening. Mm-hmm. So if you sign a big free agent, it's kind of like, oh, we're going to drop everything and you know focus on that. And then as draft is happening, you're planning for schedule release, which is like, I think of it as like the Super Bowl for social teams, you know, mm-hmm. and, and so that's a huge deal that you have to plan. I always tell people, nobody really knows kind of how schedule release happens, but we don't get the actual schedule until the day before. Yeah. So there's hours for our videographers and editors to be able to put that together, but we also have to film it with time in advance. Mm -hmm. So there's so much going on there that needs to be kind of prepped for. You have to have so many different people in the works. And then there's also, you know, the approval processes with sponsors and different things like that. So it's, it's a crazy time for sure. One thing that I always admired about um, watching Amy as the head of social, and I've seen since I've come back from maternity leave, you do this too. And how do you keep it all straight? Because that's the thing, because we're talking (laughs) about the big tentpole events, and we're planning for those. And you and I, I get to work with you all the time, which is my favorite thing in the whole world. And then we go into these meetings, and someone's like, well, can we uh, tweet this on this day, and then this on this day, and then you've got to deliver on three of the five for this sponsor. And I look at you, or sometimes we're talking, and you're like, hold on, I've got to get this out really quick. And it's so casual, and you're just, you know, it's just unfazed. How do you keep track of everything that has to be going on at any given moment? I've never understood that. Yeah, it's a lot, and it kind of becomes not a routine, but there are certain things that you know, kind of just happen. So it's like, okay, like I already kind of know what they're looking for. A lot of it is taking notes and I wish I could say like, oh, we have a content calendar and things are in place and there's a list and blah, blah, blah. And we do have a list, but the content calendar is so hard for us because, and some teams use it, but everything is so fluid, right? Whether like, like you're saying, like sometimes sponsors are saying we need X, Y, and Z or three things there. It's like, you got to wait for that sponsor to approve certain things and then it goes out. So it's not like, you know, we can aim to post this on Wednesday, but it may not be approved. Or, like, the graphic may have a typo. Or, you know, there's just certain things. Or, like, the video needs to be cut a little bit. Um, so it's kind of just, you, if you're in social, you have to go with the flow. If you are a person that has to be, on Monday, I'm out by this time. On Tuesday, we're doing X, Y, and Z. On Wednesday, this is my slow day. This is not the job for you, unfortunately. <laughs> you have to just be like, oh, here we go. Throw all my planning out the window. We're going to go with this and kind of just go with it because a lot of it too is just trying. A lot of it is trying things and like you also have to be okay with, well, this might flop. If it flops, okay, cool. But also if I'm going to post this really random weird thing, like this weekend we try to... Oh, I've been... Wa- Wait, is this the Steve Harvey <laughs> <Yes>. thing? <laughs> Angela, I have been wanting to talk to you about this. Please. I almost texted you. I saw it at like midnight on yes. Saturday night and I almost texted you. I was with the... Uh, friends, my husband, and I started showing everyone. Yeah. Um, so if you are listening to this, go back and look at the the Panthers Instagram. If you see a picture of Steve Harvey and our players, that's what we click are talking it. Just about. Click it, like it, and go through them. <laughs> okay, so that's another thing that I'm saying is that I know you, we are good friends, and then I still see that stuff when I'm not around you, and I'm like, where did this idea come from? Because yeah. not only did you guys Photoshop <laughs> the players into Steve Harvey's outfits, right? It's players yeah, uh-huh. into Steve Harvey's outfits. Then you texted them yeah. and asked, like, just randomly. Mm-hmm. I love when you do that. And you just text them, and like, who wore it better? Yeah. And with no context. With no context. Like, hey. I have been wanting to ask you about this because I see this stuff, and I'm like, how? And I know it's not just one person because there's Photoshop involved. Yeah. There's all that. But, like, where does that come from? It's so 
creative and so cool. And I'm like, I know that person. Yes. It's so funny because the Steve Harvey thing is something I've been wanting to do for a while, which is telling you guys random crazy ideas. So sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. Um, So I saw, you know, he's been trending for his outfits for a while. Yeah. And I wanted to do something right away. And I don't remember just timing wise. It just didn't work. We weren't really in that kind of fun space at the moment. And now with the guys back, like all the guys, like, the energy is insane, and we talk about this all the time, but the first week they were back, it was yeah. just like I got like a jolt of energy just mm-hmm. being around them, right? You hear them yelling and having fun and joking around, and it's like you can feed off of that, which is crazy, but it's like it's such a good feeling. So I'm like, like this is the time to do it. Let's do it. We have a long weekend. Like, let's let's do this. So I talked to Reggie, our designer, and I'm like, okay, have this idea. Go through Steve Harvey's Instagram. He has <laughs> all these different suits, right? And so I kind of – the first ones I kind of went through guys who I knew, like, we could kind of mess around with or, like, play with, and they're, like, you know, joking. A lot of our guys are pretty open to jokes. Um, But I picked those guys. I'm like, let's put them in his his suits. (laughs) And I was like, maybe we should just leave it at that. And I'm like, no, no, I want to see what their reaction is. You know, like, let's just see what they're thinking. So no context. I just text them randomly. I said, hey, who wore it better? (laughs) <laughs> I sent them the photo, right? And of course, they're so competitive that most of them will always say themselves. Shaq, Shaq's was, I was so dying funny because he's like, no, no, he got it. Like, yeah. don't even put me in. So it was funny because I told like DJ, I'm like, you need to wear this pink suit for an arrival, right? Or or Shaq, like, you got to do something with yellow. Like this, this is a good look. You yes. Know? So it was funny because a lot of fans actually thought that we had them dress up like that. Uh-huh. And, and I'm like, no. It's like how the Top Cats do. Exactly. So if you go to the Top Cats uh, social medias, they have all of the, they such do a good player job. arrivals. Yeah. Yes. They did such a good job with that. So this was just something we did Photoshop-wise, and um, they all laughed and thought it was funny. Cause, so that's always the thing, too, of like, okay, hopefully they think this is funny. And that is the biggest part, you guys, about social is I can make something and be like, oh, my God, I'm hilarious. But then I'm like, man, I really hope people think I'm funny, too, you know, or think that we as a, as a social team can get the joke. Um, but we're just here to kind of bring everyone, like, a good time, good laughs. Like, we always say, like, if we make the fans happy, that's great. If the players get involved, like, I love, Megan and I talk about this all the time, who cares number-wise if something, I mean, we care, but, like, if something doesn't do well number-wise, but all the players love it and the players mm-hmm. are sharing it, like, that's a good feeling, too. You know, like, you're trying to – to get content for them too so it was something that you know you saw like a Jeremy Chin was laughing in the comments a couple different guys and so I was like should we do a part two so now I need to know who I'm adding yes in. <laughs> yes I am I'm officially lobbying for a part two I absolutely loved that and I think I loved it more because now working here uh we're around each other so much mm-hmm. and I get to work with you on a bunch of stuff and so I kind of know for the most part when those things are coming and yeah. so that one caught me completely by <laughs> surprise and I was like oh my gosh this just gets Funnier and funnier. But I think that example is, and again, please go look at it on Instagram. (laughs) Um, It's probably, it'll probably be like 10, 15, 20 posts back by the time this airs. Um, But that is such a good example because you said a couple of things, and that's what I want to talk to you about. Um, Your relationships with Mm -hmm. the players is one of the things that I think you excel at the most because you. you have to get to the point where you can text them no context with a photoshopped image of themselves and Steve Harvey. And get a response back because you posted the the blue. It's like the blue and the white. Mm-hmm. Like it's, you yeah. know, no one's like, what's going on? Right. Who is this? Like whatever. So how do you develop those relationships? And why is that so important for anyone who doesn't understand um, 
the intricacies of social media. Yeah, so it was funny because somebody commented, like, these are fake text messages. Like, they're not, they're not <laughs> fake. Um, it's extremely important. I think the biggest thing, and I think what I'm really proud of is, like, they can trust us, right? I'm not going to purposely take a video of you or Photoshop something where you look awful, right, and, and put you in a bad light. And so I think that that's the biggest thing of, like, in order to get better content, but also just create these relationships, they have to be able to trust you. Mm -hmm. But I think the biggest thing that I try to do, and, and I hope that they feel it, I, would, I think they do, but is like, you're not there just for content. You're not there just to get stuff from them all the time. I come up and like, how are you doing? Like, how are your kids? You know, like, how's life? Like, I saw it's, you were out. It's at, the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, when somebody comes to you, hey, I need this. Hey, I need this. Hey, I need this. And they come up to you and you're like, what do you want? Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to talk today. Or, mm -hmm. I don't want to be... Um, or when they see that person coming, they know that they need something out of exactly. them. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, what is she going to ask me for now? Mm -hmm. Which I'm sure they feel that way sometimes. I'm like, ah, oh, she has something up her sleeve. Um, but I think for me, I try to create that of like, hey, if you also need something, I will do anything I can to help you, right? If you're looking for this photo, if you're looking for this video, if you have a question of like, how should you do this on social or what's the best way to kind of get that message out there, like I'm more than happy to help. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing, but I also think I, this year especially, I've kind of tried to also kind of gauge what their, their interests are or what mm. guys would like to do. So like, there's a couple guys on the team that I'm like, Hey, like if I were to do this, do you think guys would like it? Or like, would this be kind of perceived well? Or like as a treat, like, I just wanted to get you guys something like you guys are so helpful. Like, is this something you guys would like? And so that's been incredible. Um, but it's also knowing who to choose for what, right? You get to know people and you're like, okay, he may not be great for this, right? Like, he's a funny guy, but he's not, a, like, you don't want to force it, mm -hmm. you know? So there's certain things, especially, like, when we get requests for sponsorship, it's like, I don't really know if I would ask this guy for this because it's just not his thing, and that's totally fine, and I think, like, you have to kind of play to their strengths, but also I think they appreciate when it's like, no, he doesn't want to do that, mm -hmm. you know? Like, there's even a couple guys that I've helped um, they've done interviews or had to do some reads and I was like so honored. He's like, Hey, can you come with me and like help me through this? And it was kind of just like, okay, as a, I'm just trying to tell you this as a friend, you seem very, very uptight right now. And that's totally fine. I'm like, but loosen it up. Mm -hmm. So there we are doing like random little dances. Like you got this. Okay. Now just kind of read it like you were talking to me. Um, but it's making them feel comfortable because a lot of times, you know, like we're used to it, but when a camera's in your face, it's kind of scary, even though it's a camera, you know? And so they all, and, and I mean, I think about this all the time, but they're also thinking, like, how are they being perceived? Yeah. You know? Like, dang, do I look dumb as I'm saying this? Or, like, mm -hmm. did I come off as as this? And so you have to make sure that they're comfortable in order for them to kind of, you know, just just do something well and enjoy doing it. And so when you see guys who maybe didn't really want to do something you asked them to do, but then they leave and they're laughing and have a great time, I'm like, yes! You know, like, I hope they really enjoyed that, and I hope this is something that they would want to do. But also, guys have also been um, pitching ideas, which I think is so cool. You know, I always tell them I can't guarantee everything because I'm trying to get everything done, but these are great ideas. And when you have that buy-in, it's insane. Like, I'll say one more thing, and then we can kind of move on if you want. But the um, schedule release, we got eight guys to come out and do this 90s magazine cover. They had no idea. Jimmy Chin had no idea what I was about to ask him to do, put a fake nose ring in his nose. You know? <laughs> He's like, I don't really know what you're asking me to do, but I'll come. And I'm like, I appreciate Because that. they trust you. Exactly. So it was something fun. And it's something that like they get to have, too, if they want to post it on theirs. And if they don't, totally fine. But like 
you know, that's always the thing of like, hey, I just want you to come and have fun with it. If there's something you genuinely do not like or are not comfortable, like, please tell me, you know, so. And I love that we're talking about relationships because I think it applies to anybody. Mm -hmm. And you are somebody that when we, there'll be times I'm like, do you think this person would want to do this interview and you're like, well, I've got to talk to them about something. So let me, let me check. Mm -hmm. There was a, I think my first year here when everything was, you had not met a lot of the players in person. So this is 2020. I had certainly not met a lot of the players in person. I came in about six months after you and we had to do something sponsored. And I had this idea of talking to a player's mom Mm -hmm. and it was like the 11th hour and we needed something. And you, I think it was like nine o'clock at night. I was like, Angela, if we're going to pull this off, I, you know, we're not, we're not able to get in touch with her in the conventional way. Uh, we haven't heard back. Do you think we could do this? And you were like, let me DM her because I've talked to her before. This was a mm-hmm. player's mother. Yes. And just there was no, there was nothing behind it. But you had built a relationship mm-hmm. just through content and saying, hey, you know, can, can we, uh, you know, I hope you like this uh, piece of content that your son was yeah. in, all that kind of stuff. And she was like, oh, absolutely. I'll do that for the Panthers. And it's little things like that where, you go to the effort to develop these relationships, as you said, when you don't need anything. Mm-hmm. And it helps all of us out in yeah. um, in everything that we do and the players as well. And I just think that's so cool. And because also just out of the goodness of your heart, like, let me let me drop what I'm doing right now and jump in on this so that I can help in whatever way. Yeah. And I just think that's so cool. And then you did all of it as well through the pandemic, which mm. we all had quite a bit. But we were just talking, yeah. this is your... What season will this be for you? Fourth? Yeah, I believe it'll be my fourth season. And you said three and a half, right? Because mm-hmm. you came in midway yeah. through the 2019 season. Yeah, and that was like the last like normal-ish year. So then... And you said this is really your first real quote-unquote yeah. season, just like it's mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is my first normal, or what I would say is probably at most normal. Yeah, that most normal, had. that's a yeah. great way to put it. Um. Because I've been at practice, I've been around the players, and last year I was at practice and around the players, but it was a tiered system. Mm-hmm. So it was like, only I could be there, you know, like, Amy couldn't be there at the time, Megan couldn't be, Megan's our social coordinator now, um, but she couldn't be around them either, and so it was like, I was really kind of that only liaison between social and the players, and it was kind of a weird time, and so like, even like, traveling was kind of awkward, and you know, it was just weird, but my first year, none of the guys, I knew probably two guys. Maybe like Dante Burns and Trey Boston at the mm-hmm. time. And I was in the first row of the stands because I couldn't be on the field for pregame. And I was just kind of like a creeper holding my phone yeah. out over the tunnel, right? And just like, well, I hope they talk to the camera if they see me, if they even know me. None of them know me, so they really don't, you know, like owe me to talk to the camera yeah. or owe anything. And so I was like, well, we'll just see. And so honestly, it was really weird, but I kind of started building like relationships with them that way. And like they had never really talked to me. They just knew like, hey, when I talk to this camera, somehow it ends up on IG stories. Right. <laughs> so it's like, OK, maybe well, she works you also here. can't get within a certain amount of distance yeah. from them, too. So, yeah. I mean, you, I don't even know if they could hear you with how far away you had and to be. And with a mask. Yes. Like, who is this? You know, we're just standing <laughs> there. <laughs> she can barely see over the rail. Like, you know, so. That was such a weird, weird time, but I was like, okay, like, I guess this is what it is. You know, I didn't know. And now knowing last year being out at practice, like, those are the times where you really get to know the guys. You know, mm-hmm. you, you'll you hear some people in sports, and it always amazes me, but they're like, oh, I don't want to go out to practice. Or like, I don't want to do this. And I'm like, that's fine, but, like, they're 
they need to see you putting in the work mm-hmm. as much as they are, right? Like, we're not out there running. We're not out there doing those kind of things. But, like, we're still. Well, sometimes you might run. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm running away from getting hit or something. Yes. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's just being out there with them. You're putting in that same grind. And I think just being around. Like, they need to see your face. They need to know who you are. They need to know, you know, kind of what you do. And so that was huge in getting to know them. The other thing that, you know, going back to the Steve Harvey thing, I wanted to talk about relationships. And I also wanted to talk to you about being creative when, you know, I don't want to say you're burned out, but you just listed off, as I said, this the off season and mm-hmm. what your group did. I came back kind of midway through everything in maternity leave. I know what that grind is like, yeah. the off season grind. Like I said, it's months and months and months of planning and things going on at the same time. And then it's like a week after schedule release finishes. The draft is not too far behind us, as we said, free agency. And, and you really led so much of that. Um, and then you come up with something like the Steve Harvey idea. And you said you were just energized by the players coming back in the building. So how do you find that extra gear when you've just put in more hours than, I mean, than yeah. most people work? I was exhausted. I can't even tell you. There's times where I was just like, oh, my God, like how – how am I walking right now? How am I like getting up and like actually doing this? Because it's not just coming into work, which is its own thing. Mm-hmm. It's coming up with stuff and trying to pull from this place where I know I do best when I've got some time to just like, okay, like you and exactly. I get in our brainstorms yeah. or like I'm at home. I'm like, okay, I got to think about this. Mm-hmm. So where do you pull that from? I think uh, one of the things too is like I also feel bad sometimes because like I know I'm on E, but I'm also asking everyone else who's on E to be able to help me execute mm-hmm. it, right? I think the biggest thing is that kind of leaning on on the team, right? Of like if I'm just like down and I have no ideas, I'm like, Megan, like what do you got? Like mm-hmm. how can we, you know, is there something we can do? Of Like we need a TikToker, like we need something funny. What can we do? And so she'll, you know, we'll come up with some ideas or like, hey, Reggie, like can you make this? Um, it's leaning on other people, but also I've been trying to, and it's very hard and you see it on Twitter all the time of like sports world, you know, you just work so much burnout mm-hmm. is, is real. And so I'm trying to be like, okay, I need this weekend, mm-hmm. you know, and like, how can we kind of switch off where it's like, Hey, you work this weekend, I'll work the next weekend. And that may not be realistic, but I'm trying my best to figure out how to execute that. Um, but I did go on a trip, so that's why yes. <laughs> that's why it helped. You know, I was away for the weekend, which was nice. Got some sun. Um, Is that what recharges your batteries? Yes, I love to travel. Mm-hmm. I love to travel so much, and even just like I haven't been able to go home yet. But I'll go home at the end of this month. But going home and seeing my family and like being around my people and like just feeling good, I feel like I get recharged. Then even I'll be home and I'm like, oh, I have this great idea. I'm like, you're supposed to be home, not thinking about this, you know? <laughs> or like even sometimes too, like my parents will say something and I was like. Hmm, Hmm, that's a good idea, you know, <laughs> like my cousins too. But um, it's being around those people that, you know, you just don't see for a while or just doing something that has like nothing that's sports related. But also when you don't have that opportunity, because it's very, very rare that you can, you know, you get time to go. And, and you're from Arizona, mm-hmm. just for anyone wondering. So that's a full yeah, like I need a a cross country like flight. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, you know, you don't get to do that often. But what I try to do um, is look at accounts or just creatives outside of sports Mm. and that's where I because I love music and concerts and things like that and that's where I really try to pull my inspiration from because a lot of times you'll see teams do stuff that is like other teams are doing or other athletes are doing and so that's what I kind of pride myself and I think a lot of the industry has kind of started to do this or has done it for a while but I think that's what I try to do is kind of just stay into if I hear music I'm like oh that lyric was really good like what can we do with that or you know you see the guys using it as their captions too so I'm like hmm 
what 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 is there? The, the wheels start turning. Exactly. I'm like, <laughs> they like this artist, so let's see, you know, how we can do something. So And the the last question I wanna ask you is okay, so our amazing photographer Chanel has Insane. been she's so incredible. Yeah. Uh, everyone on our team is. Um and so she has taken some much needed she took a few days off, mm-hmm. much needed. And while she was out, you jump in and take photos yeah. sometimes at practice. We had an event last night that you were out taking photos at. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that I just wanted to touch on before I let you go. Because you, I think sometimes people think social media is just tweeting, yes. right? And you are, you're videoing on social, like you're capturing, sometimes you're capturing at training camp. Mm-hmm. You're like following the ball with your phone so that the stuff can get posted immediately. So you're capturing mm-hmm. on your cell phone. Mm-hmm. You can edit and produce videos. Yeah. You're an incredible photographer. Thank you. I mean, do you still get to use those things as a creative outlet? Because you use yeah. so many of them at work. Yes. I like to, especially when I go home, too. It's like, oh, bring your camera. Oh, my God, man. And then I, I seriously would be so tired with my, <laughs> of my camera at that point. I just, no, I'm I endlessly actually, fascinated by the reserves that you have of creativity. Yeah, I actually love it. It's crazy. So I kind of started out more so on the creative side. So I went to school for sports journalism. I wanted to do, um, I wanted to be you, basically. I wanted to be KB. You would be incredible and at thank that. Thank you, thank you. Because uh, I love talking to, the to list. people. Another thing <laughs> that you can do great. I'm like, I love talking to people. Why not do this? Um, and so I kind of want to do that. And then my junior year, I was like, mm, I don't really know. It's just not for me. And I actually ended up getting um, an internship with the Arizona Diamondbacks. I had originally applied for a videographer position. And it didn't work out. So I got the social job. And at the time, I didn't really realize what social entailed. And it honestly was still on the come up. It really mm-hmm. wasn't like as crazy as it is now. But I was realizing that you can tell a story with so, uh, as a social manager, as a social person. So I was like, oh, I can grab video on my phone. I can, you know, like I was still taking photos. So when I did that, I was an intern. I took my camera around because I was taking a photography class in school as well. And I kind of just started shooting as an intern and they're like oh wait can we use that photo or like hey did you happen to grab this and I'm like yeah I was just walking around and like he was like playing around with the camera so I took a picture you no know? one's ever said that to me about any photo I've ever taken <laughs> that's how you or know you're good. I'll give you a camera if you're like uh, uh, can you move your thumb out of the way <laughs> <laughs> so oops sorry so I um started that way and then once the internship ended there just wasn't any opportunities with the Diamondbacks but MLB has a live content creator LCC position that the NFL does too, which I think is a great opportunity um, yes. for young creatives. So if you're listening, uh, it's part-time, it's seasonal, but you cover the team that you live in, in that, in that city. And um, they do photo, they do video, and then they capture social content. So I was kind of mainly photo and then I would do social on my phone. So at the time I was doing, I was creating the content, sending it for their social teams to use. So I wasn't posting it. And then uh, the Alliance of American Football came along, you know, the short six months that it lived. And that was kind of my first, like, what I call big girl job of I was doing our social, uh, I was managing our, the social accounts. And I remember when I got the account, it had, like, 1,500 followers. And when everything ended, I had 50,000 on the Instagram. I'm not Insane. surprised. That's crazy, but I'm not surprised because of who you are and what you do. Well, I, I appreciate that. So I was doing, this is insane. I was doing social, but I was also taking photos. <laughs> so I'd be on the field. I had uh, Casey, who was our uh, reporter slash, like she would, she helped out a lot. She was doing, um, she was live tweeting, and I was taking photos, and I would be posting them on Instagram while also doing IG stories. Like what? I don't, I don't know, know how, right? And yeah. a lot of people do that now, which is insane. 
Um, so yeah, so I kind of started as as like creating the content, and then when the alliance ended, I um, did some LTC work with the NFL, and that's how I kind of got in contact with Amy. And at the time, um, Jennifer King, who I love, she was a running backs coach with us at the alliance, and then came and worked here for the Panthers. And she's like, hey, like this is a social position open, and so I applied for it. And you know, Amy, crazy that the Cardinals were coming in, or sorry, the Panthers were coming in to play the Cardinals. And Amy's like, hey, can we meet, you know, pregame? Like we had talked on the phone a couple times. And so that was like a pre-interview kind of thing. And it just worked out. And so I've been here. But, yeah, I started kind of creating the content. But I think for anyone looking to get into social, I think understanding what good content is is crucial. Because, I, you know, I don't sit there and record on video, but you and I produce all of our con- – like we've – I guess who, right? It's like yeah. we went out and produced it and walked the guys through it and – Again, that's where you're like, hey. Give edits. We, yeah. yeah. Start to finish. Yeah. I mean, you have such a vision. So it's, I think being able to do that stuff also kind of gives me the outlet of like, oh, I can still be like really creative. And you can be creative and social, but like you have a hand in some other things as well. So I enjoy it. It can be a lot at times. Or sometimes I'm like, okay, Angela. And I'm learning this, right? Of like, I can't be everywhere and do everything. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm yeah. like, oh, they're doing that. I want to come. And I'm like, oh. I have like five other things I need to really do right now. Um, So that's a learning process for me of like letting go and like, you know, helping other people kind of grow into that role and letting them do that. And so that's something that I've gotten better at, but still need to work on. And the thing that I love about that uh, in that you are are sharing with your team is that it comes with creativity as well. Mm -hmm. If you don't have those ideas, like when you have an idea like Steve Harvey, I don't know if you feel this way, but I go... Before I send an idea or before I bring an idea to you or, or Bill or whoever, I go, I think my best ideas are the ones where I'm like, well, this could be really awful. Everyone could think this is a terrible idea or it could be really cool yeah. if you see what I'm saying. Exactly. And you never know until you mention it to people which way it's yeah. going to go. And I think that's what's so cool about social is that I can tell what you post because mm-hmm. I know you. And yeah. so the Panthers account wouldn't be the Panthers account without your voice. Mm-hmm. And Megan's voice is different. Right. And Amy's voice was different, Mm -hmm. but they all bring this unique perspective. Exactly. And they are all the Panthers voice. And that is the neatest thing about a creative job and especially social, which encompasses so many things, is that there's no formula. And in fact, you don't want anybody to to put out there what you think you're supposed to say. Exactly. Right. It has to be different. It has to be a little weird. It has to have a different perspective. And I think it's cool to see you not only grow in that and achieve that and you have like the keys to all the Panther social, but now you're teaching other people, yeah, which is so cool. And I think it is the biggest thing has to feel good, right? Like yeah. I think something that I've been so proud of and, and I did learn this from Amy was like, you know, a lot of brands can just talk to people or they just tweet out whatever, but like we try to be their friends and not in like a fake way, but like, like we create like a community for them to just, tweet us. are like, hey guys, how are you doing today? And people are like, hi bestie, how are you? You know, and so. I used to send yeah. tweets and DMs because the Panthers and I followed each other before I ever got a chance to meet mm-hmm. you guys. I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. I don't know you guys, you exactly. know, and then I would get messages back. I'd be like, that's Panther social. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's us, it's us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I try to talk to as many people as I can and it's funny because they've started to like also follow like our personal accounts too. And so they're like, Oh, like Angela, this was great. I'm like, thank you. Like, I'm glad you like it. You know, or like the other day before schedule release, I was like, Hey, 
like we have some really cool stuff coming and people are like we're so excited Aww. i'm like thank you i really hope it lives up to the hype you know but it's really cool to see that and to get that feedback but also to know the people that are genuinely excited and like the stuff that we're doing so it's awesome well i'm gonna you know that you and i could talk for another yes. two hours but <laughs> we both have to get out to practice yes, yes. So sadly, I'm going to have to end it here. But thank you so much thank for you. doing this. This was so fun to get to talk to you, even though we talk all the time, yes. to get to hear about it in front of a microphone yeah. and hear stuff that even I didn't know. Right. The okay. setup is cool, though, so I'm going to come back. Absolutely. <laughs> Angela, thank you so much. Thank you.